Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Close to the Voice of God as we pick up in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Let's turn now in our Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 6. Jeremiah is warning the people of the impending destruction that is coming to Jerusalem because they have forsaken God and turned after the pagan idols of the heathen. And in his message to them, chapter 6 is a continuation, actually, of a message uh, that was uh, started way back in about chapter uh, 3, verse 6. And so this message is a continuation. And here he is warning the children of Benjamin. Now, Benjamin was a very small tribe, and some of those from the tribe of Benjamin were there in Jerusalem. And he is warning them to flee out of the midst of Jerusalem. Blow the trumpet at Tekoa. Tekoa is an area out in the wilderness, actually beyond Bethlehem, towards the Dead Sea. It's about the last outpost, really, before you get to that rugged canyon cliff area where nobody lives except uh, wild mountain goats. Tekoa happened to be the place where the prophet Amos was from. And set up a a sign of fire in Beth Hasrim, for evil appeareth out of the north and great destruction. So he's warning of this destruction that will be coming from Babylon who will be invading from the north as they come down through uh, Syria. I have likened the daughter of Zion to a beautiful and delicate woman, but the shepherds with their flocks shall come unto her. They shall pitch their tents against her round about, and they shall feed everyone in his place. Prepare ye war against her. Arise, and let us go up at noon. Woe unto us, for the day goeth away for the shadows of the evening are stretched out. Arise, and let us go by night, and let us destroy her palaces. And so the daughter of Zion, Jerusalem, is likened unto a beautiful, delicate woman who is attacked from daylight on through in the evening. For thus hath the Lord of hosts said, Hew down trees and cast a mount against Jerusalem. This is the city that is to be visited. She is holy oppression in the midst of her. The cutting down of trees, of course, was to make the rams, battering rams, to break down the walls and to the gates and so forth. Now, as a fountain, and here's God's description as he looks at Jerusalem, and it's, it's really quite descriptive, as a fountain casteth out her waters... So she casteth out her wickedness. As a fountain is just bubbling out with waters. So Jerusalem is just overflowing with wickedness. It just is proceeding out of Jerusalem. Violence and spoil is heard in her. Before me continually are grief and wounds. So 
because of the turning away from God, a lot of violence, a lot of robbery, a lot of assaulting of people. Now, as we have shared with you, Jeremiah was called to oversee the death of the nation. He was to watch it in its final agony before it died. He was to see it go under the heel of Babylon. And he was helpless to stop it. All he could do is just stand and warn them and then watch the whole thing happen. It is sad to see a nation die. And as we read the prophet of Jeremiah, we see the symptoms that were bringing on or telling at least the death of the nation. The prophecy of Jeremiah becomes very relevant to us today because many of the things that were transpiring there in Jerusalem, there in Judah, are transpiring in the United States today. So as Jeremiah describes the condition of the violence that fills her streets, the oppression, the spoiling, we, we look at our land and we look how violent crime is increasing. We look at how robbery and all is increasing. And we see that these same indicators are here that brought the downfall of Judah. Be thou instructed, O Jerusalem, lest my soul depart from thee, lest I make thee desolate a land that is not inhabited. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, they shall thoroughly glean the remnant of Israel as a vine. Turn back your hand as the grape gathered into the baskets. She's going to be plucked from all of her fruit as the gleaners would go through afterwards and they'd pick everything that was left. So Israel or Jerusalem is to be left picked clean without anything left. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is to them a reproach. They have no delight in it. So uh, the difficulty of speaking to the people, they weren't listening anymore. They weren't listening to the voice of God any longer. They closed their hearts to God, and, and the word of the Lord to them was just a reproach. They had no delight in hearing God's word. Therefore, Jeremiah declared, I am full of the fury of the Lord. I am weary with holding it in. I will pour it out upon the children abroad and upon the assembly of the young men together, for even the husband with the wife shall be taken, and the aged with him that is full of days. They're all to be destroyed, the old men, the children. And their houses shall be turned unto others with their fields and their wives together. For I will stretch out my hand upon the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone is dealing falsely. So the conditions of the land, the people were filled with covetousness. And the priests and the prophets were corrupted. And they have healed, God said, the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, P 
peace, peace, when there is no peace. And so the prophets and all were declaring, oh, you know, things are going to be all right. Don't have to worry, you know, peace, peace, when judgment was hanging over their heads. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No. They were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall, and at the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Now, God is challenging. He's saying, look, just stand still for a minute. Put on the brakes. Take a look at your life. Take a look at what's happening, the things that are going on around you. Make an evaluation of yourself and of the life you're living. Just stand in the ways and see. Look what's happening to our world. Look what's happening to this generation in which we live. He said, and ask for the old paths. That is the path of righteousness, walking with the Lord. Wherein is the good way, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This rest is always associated with committing your life to God. There's a glorious rest in this. The old path of just full commitment of myself to the Lord. You know, when you commit your life to Jesus Christ, the very first consciousness that you have is that of a real deep peace and rest. In fact, when you go home, you feel so peaceful that as you lie there on your bed, you hate to go to sleep. It just feels so good. The war is over. I'm not running from God anymore. I'm not fighting God anymore. God, I belong to you, and I want to just walk with you, and, and I want to just serve you, Lord. And, and just that beautiful rest that you have in your soul as you've committed now your life to Jesus Christ. And the very first consciousness of your new life is that of just a deep-seated, beautiful rest. Rest for your souls. God promises it. But... People caught up in their covetousness as they are lusting after so many things. They say, oh, no, not for us, man. We're out to get all we can, you know. And off they go in the furor and the frenzy and the panic of life. The Lord said, also, I have set watchmen over you, saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. God said, I'm blowing the trumpet. It's a trumpet of warning. Judgment is coming. I said, ah, forget it. Therefore, hear ye nations and know, O congregation that is among them. Hear, O earth. <laughs> now, it's tragic. Here, God's, <laughs> you know, the, the people aren't listening to him anymore, so he starts talking to the earth. <laughs> it's a sad day when people no longer listen to God and he's got to talk to the earth. Hear, O earth. Behold, I will eat, bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened to my words nor to my law, but they have rejected it. To what purpose cometh there to me incense from Sheba? 
What, what value are your religious activities? The sweet came from a far country. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet unto me. They, they're just, God says, I won't accept them. In the Psalms, it said, sacrifices and offerings thou wouldst not. In fact, you, you don't care for them. A broken and a contrite spirit you won't turn away. There are too many people that are trying to substitute religion for relationship. God wants a relationship with you, a living relationship with you. And he doesn't care for your religious activities unless there is a relationship behind it. But just the religious activities for religious activities' sake is of no value at all. There's got to be that vital relationship behind it in order that it be meaningful. And so God said, forget the sacrifice. I don't care for them. I won't even accept them. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will lay stumbling blocks before the people, and the fathers and the sons together shall fall upon them, and their neighbors and their friends shall perish. Thus saith the Lord, behold, the people cometh from the north country, and a great nation shall be raised from the sides of the earth, and they shall lay hold on bow and spear. They are cruel. They have no mercy. Their voice roareth like the sea. They ride upon horses set in array as men for war against thee, O daughter of Zion. We have heard of the fame thereof. Our hands wax feeble. Anguish has taken hold of us and pain as a woman in travail. Go not forth into the field, nor walk by the way, for the sword of the enemy and the fear is on every side. O daughter of my people, gird thee now with sackcloth, which is a garment of mourning. Wallow thyself in ashes. Make thee mourning as for an only son, most bitter lamentation, for the spoiler shall suddenly come upon us. I have set thee for a tower and a fortress among my people that thou mayest know and try their way. Now God is saying this to Jeremiah. Uh, the end of the message is there. And now he's talking to Jeremiah. He said, I've set thee for a tower and a fortress among my people that you may know and try their way. They are all grievous revolters walking with slanders. Slanders. They are as brass and iron. They are all corruptors. The bellows are burned. The lead is consumed in the fire. The founder melteth in vain. For the wicked are not plucked away. Reprobate silver or refuse silver shall that men call them because the Lord hath rejected them. So God tells Jeremiah that your ministry isn't going to really be successful or prosper. The people uh, have, have gone, but yet I've set you there in the midst as a tower. So chapter 7, King Josiah who was reigning at the beginning of Jeremiah's ministry, in the 18th year of his reign, ordered the temple restored. It had fallen into disrepair. It sort of lay in ruins. They had, in the outer courts, built altars unto Baal and unto Molech, and, and they had forsaken the worship of, God, of the Lord in the temple uh, for years. So Josiah now ordered that the temple be restored. And he gave to Hilkiah the high priest 
a great sum of money that he might hire carpenters and all, that they might come in and, and just, you know, refurbish the whole place. And while they were in cleaning out the debris and all, they found a scroll of the law. And so as they read the law of the Lord unto King Josiah, he began to weep as he saw how far they had gone in their turning away from God and how God in the law had promised his judgments would come if they forsook him and forsook the law. And so Josiah cried out unto the Lord. He was really disturbed when the law was read, deeply convicted for the evil of the people. And the word of the Lord came unto a prophetess whose name was Huldah. And she sent a message to the king and said, because of his attitude of repentance and turning to God, that the evil that God was going to bring upon the people, the judgment would not come during his reign, but after his reign. Josiah was the last of the good kings of Judah. After his death, his son plunged downhill, just straight down. He only reigned for three months until he was taken out of the way and another king set up by the Pharaoh of Egypt. But after Josiah's death, things just went downhill fast. Now, as they read to Josiah the book of the law, he saw how that the Lord had ordered that the people were to gather together each year for the Passover feast there in Jerusalem. And so he ordered a great celebration of the Passover in the 18th year of his reign as king. And the people were invited to come, and according to the record in 2 Kings, this was one of the grandest observances of the Passover in the history of the nation as far as the number of people attending and the sacrifices that were offered. And so there was a great popular religious movement. As the people could see that their king wanted to serve Jehovah, it became a popular thing for the people to go to church, go to the temple. It's always dangerous when a person's motivation of, of going is, is because it's popular. You know, everybody's going, so join the crowd rather than coming out of a desire of your own heart to know God and to worship God. So the Lord came to Jeremiah and said, Now go down to the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim these words. Say, Hear the word of the Lord, all ye of Judah, that enter into these gates to worship Jehovah. So in the midst of this great movement, all these people coming into the temple, he goes down to the temple gates and he starts to cry unto the people. Hear the word of the Lord, all of you that are coming here to worship Jehovah. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your doings and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Trust ye not in lying words saying, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. Now, the prophet is rebuking the people that are coming to worship because, number one, they are coming out of wrong motivation. 
Somehow they feel that because the temple has been restored and rebuilt, that they are going to be safe now from their enemies. They haven't altered their lifestyle at all. They're still doing all of the same wicked things that they were doing before. They're still burning their incense to Baal. They're still sacrificing their children to the fires of Molech. They're doing all of these abominable things as far as God is concerned, but now we've got the temple, and because the temple is here, surely God is going to spare us. And they were looking at the temple as sort of a magical charm, an amulet of some sort that is going to keep us from being destroyed. But the prophet is declaring, you're trusting in lying words. When you think that just the fact that you have a temple, that that building is, is going to somehow be a magical charm for you to keep you from the judgments that are coming upon you because of your deeds, your ways, your activities. We'll continue with more of our verse-by-verse -verse Bible study in the book of Jeremiah in our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Jeremiah 6-7 through 7 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse -verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord bless and keep you in the love of Jesus Christ. And may the Lord work in your life in a special way, bringing forth victory out of seeming defeat, revealing that way when there seems to be no way. And may you experience God's hand upon your life as He trains, as He teaches, as He develops His work of love and grace within your life, as He prepares you for the future. May the Lord strengthen you Cause your life to be a witness for Him, in Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Undoubtedly, one of the most glaring signs that our society is in trouble is the breakdown of the family unit. Marriages just aren't making it today, and kids are suffering as they watch the breakup of their homes. Those marriages still holding together are often plagued by conflict and turmoil, making the home a battleground instead of a refuge. 
That's why The Word for Today would like to present Pastor Chuck Smith's Marriage and Family MP3, where Pastor Chuck discusses basic biblical principles to keep a family's love alive. Each member of the family has a different set of needs and responsibilities. And when you know and apply God's principles, everyone in the family can experience real peace, real joy, and an agape love. To order your copy of the Marriage and Family MP3 by Chuck Smith, call The Word for Today at 800-272-WORD or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.